0: twelfth day of the month. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and what you have heard from me through many witnesses Entrust trust to faithful people who will be able to teach others as well. Second Timothy 2 verses 1 through 2. Today we consider faithfulness as a fruit of the Spirit. Faithfulness begins with God. Why would we want to commit ourselves to an untrustworthy deity? It is the reliability of God that is the basis for our faithfulness to God. The scriptures place great stress on the dependability of God, precisely so that we can join confidently in the covenant God opens to us. Once we have done this, we are called to be a faithful people. But there is yet one more step in the process. The faithful people of God are to teach others as well. That is. We are to be witnesses to the reliability of God so that those who have not committed themselves to covenant faithfulness may come to believe. If we are not faithful, we place in their way a stumbling block over which they may fall. On this day, then, we pray for grace to trust in God's goodness, to keep our vows with fidelity, and to be those who instruct others in the way. Opening Prayer God of all ages and every time and place you have been steadfast. Your faithfulness endures without fail from generation to generation. So bind to yourself the hearts of your covenant people that all who have promised fidelity to the gospel may fulfill their vows. Preserve your church not only from renunciation or neglect of faith, but also from a tepid faith that calls forth from others contempt rather than conversion. Make your church to be as a city set upon a hill, that our witness may be seen and that others may be drawn to you. For the sake of Jesus Christ, who is faithful in all things. Amen. Psalm 32 Count yourself lucky how happy you must be. You get a fresh start. Your slate's wiped clean. Count yourself lucky. God holds nothing against you, and you're holding nothing back from him. When I kept it all inside, my bones turned to powder. My words became day-long groans. The pressure never let up. All the juices of my life dried up. Then I let it all, all out. I said, I'll come clean about my failures to God. Suddenly, the pressure was gone. My guilt dissolved. My sin disappeared. These things add up. Every one of us needs to pray. When all hell breaks loose and the dam burst, we'll be on high ground, untouched. God's my island hideaway, keeps danger far from the shore, throws garlands of hosannas around my neck. Let me give you some advice. I'm looking you in the eye and giving it to you straight. Don't be ornery like a horse or mule that needs bit and bridle to stay on track. God defiers are always in trouble. God affirmers find themselves loved every time they turn around celebrate God sing together everyone all you honest hearts raise the roof this is the third sunday in lent for our lectionary uh, the revised common lectionary year a from the book of exodus the 17th chapter verses 1 through 7 then all the congregation of the sons of israel journeying by stages from the wilderness of sin According to the command of the Lord, encamped at Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people quarrelled with Moses and said, "Give us water that we may drink." And Moses said to them, "Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and they grumbled against Moses, and said, "Why now have you brought us up from Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst?" So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do to this people a little more, and they will stone me? Then the Lord said to Moses, Pass before the people, and take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand your staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water shall come out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He named the place Massah and Meribah because of the quarrel of the sons of Israel, because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? From the letter to the Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have abstained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exult in hope of the glory of God. Not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character. And proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more Having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. From the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter, verses 5 through 42. So he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph, and Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, being wearied from his journey, was sitting thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink since I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked of him, and you would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You are not greater than your father, Jacob, are you? Who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I will not be thirsty, nor come all the way here to draw. He said to her, Go. Go. Call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are correct. I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you have now is not your husband. This you have said truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in jerusalem will you worship the father you worship what you do not know we worship what we know for salvation is from the jews but an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for such people the father seeks to be his worshipers god is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth the woman said to him i know that messiah is coming He who is called Christ, when that one comes, he will declare all things to us. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. At this point, his disciples came, and they were amazed that he had been speaking with a woman, yet no one said, What do you seek, or why do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot and went to the city and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all the things I have done. This is not the Christ, is it? They went out of the city and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, "'Rabbi, eat!' But he said to them, "'I have food to eat that you do not know about.' So the disciples were saying to one another, "'No one bought him anything to eat, did he?' Jesus said to them, "'My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do not say, "'There are four months, then comes the harvest,' Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, they are white for harvest. Already he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for life eternal, so that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this case the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I send you to the reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have not entered into their labor. From that city, many of the Samaritans believed in him because of the word of the Samaritan woman who testified, he told me all things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his word. And they were saying to the woman, it's no longer because of what you said that we believe. We've heard for ourselves and know that this one is indeed the savior of the world. This is the reading of the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer for Sunday God of great deeds, on the first day of the week, you wondrously called forth light out of darkness. On the first day of the week, you graciously raised Jesus from the dead. On the first day of the week, you powerfully formed the church through the gift of your Holy Spirit. By this triple witness you testify to us concerning your covenant love. Grant that all who worship you this day may do so in spirit and in truth and present to you a living sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving through Christ our Savior. Amen. A prayer to use throughout Lent by O.B. Wright, Jr., who's an elder in the Baltimore-Washington Conference of the United Methodist Church. God of all good life, on our journey toward Easter, cleanse our hearts of every desire to mimic the violence of wrongs that befall us. Save us from becoming the evil we hate. Save us from denial of abuses which daily crucify Christ afresh. Drive away the chilling cold, the wintry frost of numbing detachment from others' pains and our own hurts also. Breathe, O breath, your empowering spirit into the troubled hearts of your children who wish they could wish to love but cannot. Creator of our bodies, Father and Mother of our spirits, how we yearn to see you and our friend Jesus face to face. Precious to us are the Christ-like influences and the whispered encouragement to keep on keeping on of souls whom we have loved long since and lost a while. What a morning it will be when we mingle our voices with theirs and with all the souls invisible and adoring angels and a mighty chorus of unending wonder. My Lord, what a morning when you shall crown us with the crowns you are holding now above our heads. Chastise, charm, and enchant us until we have grown tall enough to wear them. Hear our prayer in the name of Jesus, the shining way, the truth, and the life. Amen. A prayer by Michael Quist, entitled, I Would Like to Rise Very High. I would like to rise very high, Lord, above my city, above the world, above time. I would like to purify my glance and borrow your eyes. I would then see the universe, humanity, history, as the Father sees them. I would see in the prodigious transformation of matter, in the perpetual seething of life, your great body that is born of the breath of the Spirit, I would see the beautiful, the eternal thought of your father's, you know, love taking form step by step, everything summing up in you, things on earth and things in heaven. And I would see that today, like yesterday, the most minute details are part of it. Every man in his place, every group and every object. I would see a factory, a theater, a collecting bargaining session, and the construction of a fountain. I would see a crowd of youngsters going to a dance, a baby being born and an old man dying. I would see the tiniest particle of matter and the smallest throbbing of life, love and hate, sin and grace. Startled, I would understand that the great adventure of love, which started at the beginning of the world, is unfolding before me, the divine story which, according to your promise, will be completed only in glory after the resurrection of the flesh. You'll come before the Father, saying, All is accomplished. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I would understand that everything is linked together, that all is but a single moment of the whole humanity and of the whole universe toward the Trinity in you, by you, Lord. I would understand that nothing is secular, neither things nor people nor events, but that on the contrary, everything has been made sacred in its origin by God, and that everything must be consecrated by man who has himself been made divine. I would understand that my life, an imperceptible breath in this great whole, is an indispensable treasure in the Father's plan. Then falling on my knees, I would admire, Lord, the mystery of this world, which, in spite of the innumerable and hateful snags of sin, is a long throb of love towards love eternal. I would like to rise very high, Lord, above my city, above the world, above time, I would like to purify my glance and borrow your eyes. Amen. The Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father. and the life of the world to come. Amen. Receive this dismissal by Glenn Rainsley. Serve your God with patience and passion. Be deliberate in enacting your faith. Be steadfast in celebrating the Spirit's power. And may peace be your way in the world. Amen.